Walking around Yerushalayim today, I couldn't help but notice the stones. Everywhere you turn, it's stones. The buildings, the streets, the castle, everywhere, all you see is stones. Now these stones is, are what make this holy city. Yet stones, being doimem, is at the lowest level in all the materials, in all the matters of creation. So how do we turn these stones into a holy city? Welcome to another episode of Enyakov Beyond the Story. Well, actually, today we're not going to learn from Enyakov. We're going to learn from Midrash Rabbah. It's a story that is brought in two places in Midrash Rabbah. I'll bring it from Midrash Koheles. Maseh b'Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa. Shirob ne'iroi ma'alim ne'dorim undoves l'Rishalayim. The story that once Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa, who we know was very, very poor, and he saw the people of his cities bringing up Nedorim and Nedoves to Yerushalayim. These people were bringing up offerings of animals to Yerushalayim because they had them, they were able to bring, to bring it up. Omar, Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa said to himself, Hakol malim Yerushalayim Nedorim undoves v'ani enim aledovor. Everybody is bringing up Nedorim, Nedoves, all time of, of um, donations to Yerushalayim. And I am not bringing up anything. Ma'asa, what did he do? Yatsal midborosh eliroi. He went out to the ruins of the city, Virosham Evenachas. He saw one stone, a big, nice stone. Veshiva, Vesisa, miracle. He cleaned it up. He um, chiseled it to make it all nice. And he used the language that is used when one makes a nether, and he said, it is now incumbent upon me to bring this stone to Yerushalayim. You may ask, what is he going to do? What are we going to do with the stone in Yerushalayim? Well, you know, sometimes there is uh, stones and the floor, the grounds, the walls, something for Bedekabai, something needs to be, to be fixed. The chipped stones need to be uh, exchanged or something. Well, here is the donation. You could do that. So, Bikesh Liskolo Payalim, he looked for uh, workers, for movers. Nizdam Nuloi Chamishob Neodom. Five people came over. Are you willing to bring up this stone to Yerushalayim? Give us five slime. And uh, we'll be able to bring it up to Yishalayim. He searched and he looked in all his pockets. He could not find. At that moment, he couldn't even find five slayim. So they let, they, let, they let him and they left. They left him. Hashem made that five angels came and appeared to be people. He tells this Malachim, thinking that they are movers, would you bring up this stone to Yerushalayim? For five slime will bring up your stone to Yerushalayim. However, it comes with a condition. There is a catch. You have to put your hand, your finger, to help us carry it. They went to carry it and he put his hand under it, his finger under the stones. 
and they found himself suddenly in Yerushalayim, miraculously in Yerushalayim. And the rest of the story is that he wanted to pay them, but they have disappeared. So he went to Lishka Sagazis, which is where the Sanhedrin sat, and he asked, he says, this is what happened, tell me, where can I find these people? They told him, you could be sure that those were Malochim, and it is the Malochim who brought up your stone to Yerushalayim. And they, uh, he told them, well, I promised them five slime, I owe it to them, so I'm giving it to you, and you figure it out. So it's an interesting story, well-known story, and the first question that will actually come up is, is um, what does it help to put in a finger? How could one finger help, one hand help? You know very well, I'm sure you've experienced, this, you ex- experienced it yourself, that you're trying to carry something, two people are trying to carry something, comes a third person who's uh, weak and not able to really help and says, no, no, I want to help, and puts his hand right there trying to hold the item and move it, you, you really don't want that because it's usually more of a disturbance and uh, really not an asset. It doesn't help at all. So what did the Malachim want from Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa that he needed to put his hand under? If it's in order to help, it doesn't seem so. So then why was it necessary? Well, the explanation is pretty simple. The short answer is that it is true that to bring up the stone to Yerushalayim was not something that Rabbi Chaim ben Daisa was able to do himself. Not only that he wasn't able to do it on his own, but even when he did get involved, it seems that his help wasn't a great, uh, a, a great addition to uh, the energy needed, to, to the, the force needed to carry it. But what was necessary was Aveda Satsme. He needed to do his part. When one is willing to do an effort, the Ebbe says that even an even, a leva even, a heart of stone could be transformed and brought up, elevated to the level of Yerushalayim. You see, when the Eden came out of Mitzrayim, that was the beginning of our journey. At that moment, everything came milemailo. Everything came milemailo. However, 49 days later, we got the Torah. When we received the Torah, we were told that Torah requires um, work and effort. From then on, it was necessary, it became necessary for us to do things on our own. Of course, there was the Gilui Milamailo that came first, and then the requirement to do our own effort. And once we do put our effort, even if it is very minute, then we are to get weiter another Gilui Milamailo, another help that comes Milamailo. But still, this is a general idea, but it doesn't really answer how could one finger or one hand really make a difference. So there is a halacha that if somebody decides to be makdish, only one ever, one limb, one organ of an animal. And he's saying um, the heart of this animal 
the, ha the heart of this ox is, a, is to be brought as a carbon. What happened is the whole animal has to be a carbon. Why? Because this is the ever boy. Life depends on this ever. And moreover, the same, the same chayus um, that comes into this ever, into any ever, into any limb, is the same. The, the life energy that there is, the chayus that there is in any part of our body, it's all the same. It's that chayus. Of course, some parts of our body have different jobs and therefore have different powers. But nonetheless, the chayis is all the same. It's either it's alive or it's not alive. So therefore, by being makdish one every, it's as if you makdish the whole entire animal. And be'avoide, what it means is that it says, pischuli kichudoy shel machat. You have to open up your heart to the Ebishter, even if it is just little, the whole of a needle. And then comes the great uh, help, Mila that Hashem opens up like the opening, like, like the, the opening of the Ulam. It means that we have to start with our own koiches. We have to make an effort. Even if, Alpisechel, logically, it doesn't seem that our effort is actually going to contribute to the big picture. Um, we might not see how is my little help over here, my little effort, going to change the outcome of things. Nonetheless, if we do whatever we could do, and we do it, betamim, we do it with wholeheartedness, then we get the koiches, then we get the hatzlacha. The hatzlacha cannot just come from a bracha we receive from above. Because even when we receive a bracha from a Rebbe, to have a tzlocha in anything that we do, it is required that we do something on our part. And when we do something on our part, we, we are then mamshich the bracha, that the amshacha should actually come bishlemis. So this will depend on our own action, even if it is just a little finger. The Mishnah tells us in Perkyavis, Yagata Umatsasa, you Really, it doesn't seem to be very coherent as a sentence. You made an effort, if I made an effort, and therefore I found. No, you should say, I made an effort, and therefore I succeeded. Yagati veitzlachti. What does it mean, Umatsasi? Apparently, a metzia is exactly the opposite. Basically, effort, yegiyah, and metziah are oxymorons. A metziah is when you find something. You find something without having done any effort. The only effort is to pick it up. That's not much lefi erech, what you gain out of it. So then, why do we use the metziah to, to be the, the symbol of an outcome of a yegiyah, the outcome of an effort? So the Rebbe explains... That when you make an effort, what you yield, the, the result that you yield from your effort is unmeasurably greater than what would normally come as a result of that type of effort. It is so great, the results are so much greater that we even call it a metziah. Which means that when one makes an effort in his Avedis Hashem, 
the, the results that will come and the koyach that will then come milemailo to complete what he has started is totally not commensurate to the effort that he has put. It is in a gather of a metziah. It is found. And yeah, this is really how this story happened. The rock was stuck here, very big. It was a very big stone. It was a stone that he was unable, the Chayre, to pick it up on his own. And yet what he was asked, he was told, make an effort, do a little bit. Give us at least a finger. Show that you are taking part in this, in this, in this uh, endeavor. And then the Malachim are carrying the rest. They're doing the heavy lifting. All you have to do is do all that what you can. So you're putting a finger. That means that you're giving, like I mentioned before, the highest that there is in this hand is the highest in your whole body. You're giving your own highest in that little effort that you are able to do. We're not talking about you just want to make a small effort because you're lazy and because you think that much is going to come milamailo. We're saying that if and if, compared to the task at hand, your contribution is so minute that it's comparable to one guy putting a finger under a rock being carried by five malachim. That is significant. Because the malachim would not have carried it if not for him putting his finger under it. So it is your effort that's actually triggering the completion of that job. And in this case, it was a big stone. But most of the obstacles that we encounter, and in many of the situations that we find that we are unable to overcome, that they are just too great. The Abbe said it's only a dimyoin. Because if it's, a, it's, 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 an, it's an illusion that it is too difficult and impossible for you to accomplish. Because if the Abishta gave it to your um, part of your birurin, if the Abishta made it part of your job, so therefore it, it cannot be impossible because the Abishta would not have asked you to do something that, you're that is impossible for you to do. All right, so if you look at the full picture, you say to yourself, there's no way I could do it on my own. As we learned last week, um, two weeks ago, that even the tzaddikim, when they see the reality of the Yitzhak that they have overcome, they think, there's no way I did it on my own. Well, perhaps, but you definitely did something. You put your hand, you gave a hand, you did a little bit, and the result is, greater. What happened to this stone? This stone was brought up to Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim has uh, many, many... Uh, the name Yerushalayim carries many allusions to many inyonim. One of them is Yira Shalem. That the Yira is Bishlemus. In other words, that the Avaida of Yerushalayim is that your Avaida Hashem should be Bishlemus. That's the Indian of Yerushalayim. You take a, a, a stone and you make an effort and as, uh, into wanting to carry that level heaven, that low thing, that heart of stone. But you want to bring it up. You want to turn this into a Yerushalayim. You want to bring it Bishlemus. You want to bring it to Kedusha. That's what happens. 
The help that comes milamailo is not necessarily going to come in the shape of malachim. We don't always encounter malachim. But harbeshluchim lamokim. Rebbe once wrote in a letter to someone who was asking, who was saying to the Rebbe that he is being asked to do a lot more than he's capable of. And the Rebbe just told him it's impossible. If you were asked to do it, it's because you are capable of doing it. And look at this story. Rabbi Chaim ben Doisa thought he couldn't carry the stone to Yerushalayim and perhaps he couldn't unless he did a little bit. He gave one hand. Compared to the, what it takes to carry a stone, seems to be nothing, but this is what got the stone to Yerushalayim. And doesn't have to be angels. Now the interesting thing is that what he brought to Yerushalayim was a stone. Really, it could have been anything. Why dafke a stone? You know, maybe you could have got chopped some wood, I don't know. So many things you could bring as an offering. But also a kind of hefker that you found them, and uh, just like the stone in the, in the runes. But as I mentioned before, the stone, doimem, actually symbolizes the lowest state in Gashmi Sailam. And these lowest states of Gashmi, we could call them a stone, and they have said that on different occasions, that even when you earn your livelihood by being busy with stones, all type of stones, not necessarily gems, but stones meaning the lowest of creation, doimem. Even when your Asak is Gashmias, you're busy with the stones. Nonetheless, you have to know where these stones belong. What is your end game? What are you going to do with this stone? What are you going to do with it? The goal is to bring it to Yerushalayim because this stone is going to now become part of the Besamikdash. It's going to be sanctified. Now you may say, I am too far from Yerushalayim, which means that Be'avoida, I am too far from this Darge of Kedusha that you're asking me to transform my Gashmias into such a Darge of Kedusha that I myself find that I'm too far from it. I don't have the money to pay for the movers. I cannot carry it by myself. It is too far. So the answer is, do what is up to you to do. And then you'll see how in one moment you find yourself in Yerushalayim. I think that this story is also very much connected to the month of Elul. And especially in the last days of Elul, as we know that from High Elul until the end, the last 12 days of Elul is one day per month in which we have to fix whatever, whatever happened during this month in the past year. Um, so therefore we could say that the whole Avedah of Elul is, is definitely concentrated and condensed in these last few days. It happened to be today's Cheshven. And I'll mention it, but this is the day I stopped saying Kaddish from my father, Shimon ben Veliau Akam, and uh, who passed away in Cheshven. But uh, I digress. You know, let this learning be Leilu Nishmasei. But what am I saying about Telul is that we, have, we learn in the Maimer, Anile Doidi in Uktetayra, that the Avaida of Elul is Anile Doidi. We are going closer to the Ebishter. The Doidi Li, that's already 
the Giluim that come in after Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, when the Abishah reveals himself, Be'echol Malchusoy. Batani Ledoidi is the avoider of us getting closer to the Abishah. With our own kaiches, with our own avoider. Yes, to make it possible, the, the Abishah comes and is Marepanim Sechikas Lekulam, there is a Giluah for Yid Gimel Midasarachamim. But that is not a contradiction. The Giluah for Yid Gimel Midasarachamim is not doing the job for you. It's just the kaiches that help you do your own Avaida right. Because the Avaida of Elul begins with Aniletoidi. Doing your part. So you may sometimes think that your part is just so huge and it's impossible. Comes this story and gives us a little bit of insight in our, in our Avaida of Elul. Of course, we have to do a Tshuva Shleimo, we have to do a Chesh Ben Tzedek. But really what the Ebishter wants from us is that we do that first step, Anil Edoidi. And we do that first step in however we know how to, or however we are able to. Putting in all the koiches that we have within our self, even if compared to the job at, at, uh, at hand, doesn't seem to be a big help. And yet, as we mentioned before, you do your part. And then the Eibish descends this malachim. Then there is the gilui comes, the koiches, the brachis that the Eibish give us for the whole entire year. But I'd like to finish with one very powerful message that the Rebbe learns from this story. Look at how it happened. What triggered this whole thing? That Rabbi Hanem and Daisa felt that he needs to bring something, he needs to bring a stone, and then Malachim came, and a bunch of nisim that are happening over here. What triggered it? What triggered it? Remember the first few lines. Rabbi Hanem and Daisa saw the people of his city making vows and pledges to bring things to Shalim. Rabbi Chaim ben saw that other people are doing something good. So what did he do right away? He didn't say, oh, well, if I had a means, I would also do that. No. When he saw that other people are bringing their belonging up to Yerushalayim, elevating themselves, that was the trigger. He says, then me too I want. I also want to elevate something, to bring something to Yerushalayim. And this is really the message to us. Is that when you see other people who are doing something good, of course not to judge or to say, well, uh, they could. But what really should do, should do to you when you see other people doing something positive mitzvahs, tzedakah, whatever it is, refining themselves, you should say, me too. Me too, I'm going to bring something up to Yerushalayim. Me too, I'm going to sanctify even my heart of stone. It begins with that want. You see something, somebody doing something good, you want to do the same thing. And therefore what you do, you put all your kaiches into it, whatever you can, even if what you can is just a hand, just a finger. You will succeed. 
And not only you will succeed, but in a way of matzasa, in a way of a mitziah, that the, the reward yielded by that little effort are so much greater than whatever you could accomplish as long as you kavana is for the right thing. So may us all do use these last few days of the year to really put ourselves into it, put our chayis into it, elevating ourselves to, to the Ebishter. And then we should be zoicher that immediately the Ebishter sends us all the broches for a shana toivam sukkah begashmiyas uberuchniyas and in one moment we're not just going to found ourselves in Yerushalayim, but we're going to find ourselves not just with a stone, but find ourselves in the Besamikdosh Ashlishi Teke Fumiyat.